Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, what's going on? I am so excited to bring you today's episode because you definitely have thought this question before and I know it because I get it a lot. When do I know it's time to actually leave the full-time security blanket of my job and the consistent paycheck in order to take this business full time. Now, last week we talked about how are you treating your business and I mentioned that if you are treating this business purely as a side hustle, which which means that you you know don't really have any plans to leave your full-time job, you love your full-time job, you love the work that you do, you love the impact that you're making, but you really do want to have something on the side to be able to maybe pay down some debt or afford some extra vacations, some extra things, that's fine, um, that's totally fine. But if you are at the place where you are saying, hey, I wanna take this side hustle thing now and I actually want it to be my full-time thing, how do I know when it's time to actually do that? How do I know when it's time to make the leap? I'm gonna share what I I did and then maybe what I would do differently if I could do it all over again. So let's go ahead and dive on into today's episode. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. This is such a juicy question and I cannot wait to answer it for you. But if you're at the place where you're like, hey, I don't even have the business yet. Like I just found you, Aubrey. This is the first episode I landed on. The title really pulled me in, but I want to have a business. I want to be able to start something that maybe could eventually lead to me stepping away from my full-time job so that I could be at home with my kids so I could have more freedom and flexibility. I'm here to tell you that freelancing is the definite gateway to be able to do that. It's a really great thing for moms to be able to do on the side. Like I said, if you're starting this as a side hustle at first, doing this on the side and then working up to the place where it potentially could be your full-time gig, you actually have to get started. And a lot of times what I see is that people want to get started, but they just have no idea where to even begin. They want the roadmap. They want that handholding. And that's exactly what my proven program, The Prep, is going to do for you. It's going to walk you through step-by-step of everything you need to do in order to go from, hey, I don't even have have a business, I don't even know what that looks like, I don't know how to get legal, to having a full-fledged business where you know what service you're going to offer to clients, you know how 
you're going to support business owners. You have all the systems in place. You have a really great marketing strategy. All of that is inside my program and it's at a great price. So I would definitely go grab that if you don't have the business yet, but you're on the way, you wanna get started, you know you know that you gotta invest a little bit in order to actually see the follow through, right? Because a lot of times we say, hey, I wanna start this, I wanna get going. And because we don't have the accountability or because we don't have that exact roadmap, we get lost along the way. And here you are probably listening to this episode and you're like, I was listening to this episode I was listening to this podcast six months ago. I said I was gonna get started. I said I was gonna do it on my own. And here I am six months later and I still don't have a business. If you are there, you definitely need to grab my program. Like I said, it's a great price and it really is going to lay the foundation for you. I have so many success stories that have come out of that program. People who have said I was dragging my feet, I was getting started. And as soon as I grabbed the program, it really helped me, held me accountable. It gave me that roadmap. It laid out exactly what I needed to do. And I was able to get my first client within the first 30 days. So go to aubreymalek.com slash the prep, aubreymalek.com slash the prep. You can grab that in the show notes. So if you're like, wait, what did she say? What is, what do I need to do? I never know if it's slash or forward slash. I hear it a bunch of different ways. I never know if I should say aubreymalek.com forward slash the prep. Um, but anyways, all that to say, you can grab that in the show notes. It's linked up there. Um, send me a DM if you want the direct link too. I'm happy to send that to you and go ahead and get started on your way to building that business that could potentially allow you to leave your full-time job. All right, so let's dive into this. How do I know when I should leave my full-time job? Now, if you have been along the journey, along the ride for my journey of what that looked like for me, my journey was a little bit different. And and really this question of when should I leave my full-time job or what things maybe do I need to have in place before I consider leaving my full-time job, it's really going to be different for every single person. I'm going to give you some things to think about, to consider, but right now you're going to know truly what is the best decision for you. So my story, I, I didn't have all of these things that I'm gonna talk about in the today's episode, I didn't have all these things in place. It was truly the right decision for me and where I was at because I was pregnant, I knew I was coming up on a maternity leave, and so I kind of could ease into that like decision of like, I'm already gonna be stopping work, so now's a really great time for me to kind of like kick this into high gear and just take it full time. So I'll share what I did and then I'll talk about what maybe I could have done differently or just things to consider. But again, you're going to know when's the right time for you. You're going to feel it on your heart and it might not look perfect. If you can do the things that I'm gonna talk about today, obviously that's going to set you up for success. But if you decide like, hey, I don't have all these things in place or maybe I have a couple things, but you know something's happened at work or really like God has placed it on my heart for me to step away right now or my family really needs me, like you need to do what's best for you. And so a lot of times what also I see happen is people are holding on to that security blanket of the full-time job that even though they, they technically could take their business full-time, things are going really great, they're just so scared of leaving that stability that they don't actually you know take that leap. So I don't want you to be in the place where Things are really at, at the position for you to step away, but you're so scared, you're, you're letting that fear overcome you that you don't allow yourself to take this business full-time. Again, like we talked about in the last week's episode, it's okay if you if you don't want this. You, don't, you do not have to do this, but if you are an entrepreneur, if you have craved flexibility and you really see this as your future, um, then, then it is also okay to do that too. Don't feel guilty whatever side of the coin that you're on. That's not what I'm here to do. That's not what this episode is for. It's just to open your eyes if you are 
thinking about it or this has been something that you you know might might want to work towards then it is totally okay to be in this position so when i started my business this was back in 2018 i you know heard about freelancing in september of 2018 and really I think officially launched my business right at the beginning of October of 2018. So I didn't, I didn't wait very long. Like if I set my eyes on something, if I see something that I think, Hey, this could be a really great thing. I go after it. Um, especially with freelancing, there wasn't a huge investment that I had to make. It's not like I had to sell my house in order to start this business. It's not like I had to go through all this red tape and open up this brick and mortar store. Like I could get started relatively fast, which is why I love it as an option for someone who's even just thinking, Hey, I want to make a little extra money on the side there's not a lot of hoops that you have to jump through to actually get your business off the ground. So from me initially hearing about it to starting my business, it was a relatively fast process for me. And I knew that I was due. My due date was uh, December 14th, 2018. So um, I was like, okay, I, I've got a good solid two months here where I can really kick it into high gear. I can get out there. I can get after finding clients and I can start to build my business to see what this could potentially bring in for our family. And my husband and I sat down and we looked at our finances and we said, okay, realistically, what do I need to bring in every month to really to pay the bills so that we're not you know there's not bills going unpaid what do i need to bring in the other thing that we looked at on the other side of the coin was if i stay at my full-time job after my maternity leave and um we didn't have any you know daycare expenses previously but if i was going back to my full-time job my husband was working full-time we had two kids we would have had to put both of them in full-time daycare so we also took that into consideration too if if i was paying for daycare and i know like some people I, I've posted about this on TikTok and they were like, well, why is it just you that's paying for daycare? Like, you know, clearly my husband and I both bring in money. We have our, you know, one account that we put money into. But if we took, you know, if we factored in the income that I was bringing in and how much of that was going to have to go towards daycare and, you know, my husband's income was going to, going to be paying all the other bills and everything like that. Again, like it all comes out in the wash here. It's not like his money is allocated towards certain things, but uh, I digress. But what I was realistically looking at bringing in was going to be $600 a month once I had to take care of paying for daycare. So if we took the daycare expenses out of our income, I was technically bringing home $600. And I'm like, okay, like if I, you know, was only bringing home $600, it's still like, that's still going to be a good amount for us. I just had to pause this recording to snap at my dog because she is, I don't know if any of you have, we have an elder dog. I don't really like to think about it, but she's, you know, 10 plus, 10 plus years. And she is the loudest snorer I have ever heard in my entire life. When my husband and I met, it was like one of the the deal breakers that I had because my dad is a crazy snorer and I've lived with that my whole life. And I was like, I don't know how my mom even sleeps with my dad snoring. But I told my husband, I'm like, do you snore? Because like that's going to be really hard for me to like deal with because I just... It would just be, I don't know if you've got snorers in your house, but if you do, God love you because that's not something that I could deal with. And my husband's like, no, I don't snore. He will like occasionally if he gets sick and stuffed up, but it's rare that he snores. 
well, our dang dog is the snorer in the family. And of course she has to sleep in our room. She's got a little doggy bed and she, I mean, I will wake up to this, this dog snoring. It sounds like my dad. And she likes to be in the room with me when I'm recording podcasts, but she is snoring and I'm sure that it's not loud. I'm sure you can't hear it coming through the microphone, but that's all I can hear when I'm recording. And so my mind is like the dog snoring. I'm trying to stay focused on here. Anyways, let's pull it back to, let's pull it back to where I was. So like I said, my husband and I sat down and I was like, okay, if I can at least bring in $600, like, well, we would be at the place that we were at if I was teaching full-time boys were in daycare. But I knew I wanted, like, I didn't want to just bring in $600. I was like, okay, let's push a little bit more. I had some student loans and my husband was like, well, if you can take care of your student loans, like, I think we will be okay. Um, I had like a thousand dollar student loan that I had to pay for. And so that was my goal that I set out. Like if I can bring in a thousand dollars a month, we will be okay. We will make ends meet um, because we will not be paying for daycare. So that money would not be going out. We wouldn't have to consider that. And I would be making a little bit more than that income threshold that I had to have. Um, but I know some people don't just want to get by. I, I, you know, obviously we don't go into entrepreneurship to just get by. We go into entrepreneurship so that we can have more freedom and flexibility and maybe even surpass the income that we were currently making at our jobs. I know for me, being a teacher, there was, you know, steps that you could increase every year on your income. Everybody knew what everybody's income was and it didn't matter how much work I put in or how great of a teacher I was. The only way that I was going to actually earn more than that current step that I was on in that income ladder was if I took on, you know, an extracurricular activity, if I ran a club, um, you know, it wasn't like I was going to, if, you know, if I was the best second grade teacher, I was going to get, you know, a really great raise the next year. No. So, I, you know, thought, oh, like I could have control over my income. Like maybe we could pay down some of our debt sooner, you know, going into entrepreneurship, obviously. So that's one way to look at this position of when can I leave my job? What do you actually need to bring in? What can you cut out? Can you really sit down, you know, with your spouse or by yourself and figure out like really where do I need to be at income wise? A lot of times when we have the job and we have the stability coming in, we might be a little bit more frivolous with our money. We might be spending it on things that we, you know, don't necessarily need. It's not a necessity, but it's maybe a want. And so where can you maybe cut some out some of those wants to really focus on what you need in order to be able to possibly take this business full time? Because I will say that even though I wouldn't have maybe done it this way if I know what I know now, um, having, taking that leap and kind of stepping away from teaching when I did and having that time to be able to really ramp up my business full time, I think allowed me to scale a lot quicker than other people because I didn't have that security blanket of like, oh, I'm just going to go like back to my job and it's going to be fine. Like no big deal. I'll have that paycheck coming in. It really put me in a place to actually like put my nose to the grind and make it happen. I didn't have that stability to fall back on, which sometimes a lot of people can get stuck in of that. Well, I have my job, so I don't really have to put in this work to make this business because, you know, like if it doesn't happen, like I still have my full time job. Well, No job is guaranteed, right? If we've learned anything in the past two years of being in a pandemic, people can lose jobs at the drop of a hat. That security blanket that you've been holding onto, it could be gone tomorrow. So there's no better time than now to build up this side hustle, this business that you're doing so that you do have that control because even though your job is stable, right? 
you don't have control over whether that job is yours today and gone tomorrow. Somebody else is in that position. So wouldn't you rather take the reins and be in the driver's seat and hold the keys to your own destiny? That's kind of how I look at it too. So that's one, that's how I did it. That's one way to look at it. But I know some people will be like, okay, um, I just can't be dropping out of my job tomorrow. I need to actually have a little bit more of a solid plan in place. So the other side of this coin could be, instead of you know really looking at what do I need to bring in so that maybe I can take that leap a little bit sooner, what you could do is have this side hustle. And again, any side hustle, any business that you're starting is going to require some sacrifice on your end. So yes, it's going to be hard in the beginning while you are trying to build the business, but also have your full-time job. I've talked about that in episodes past, how I, was, how I was able to make it work. And again, the key thing is you have to be willing to make sacrifices. You can't keep the same routine and the same schedule that you've had and expect your business to flourish and grow on its own kind of with a little bit of magic fairy dust. You have to be willing to cut some things out of what you've been currently doing in order to make time for your business to grow and flourish and to bring you the income that you want. So my next suggestion for you would be if you're thinking income wise is think about what you currently make in your full time job and try to be at a place where you are making that amount either three to four months over in a row. With entrepreneurship, there's gonna be highs and lows. Um, I've talked about like the summer slump. There are definitely months where it seems a little bit harder to gain clients than other months. Like, you know, January is usually a really big hiring season the beginning of the year. Usually September is a really big hiring season. So you might see those those higher months then, but you wanna make sure the consistency of your business is there. And so that's why I say, if you need to make, you know, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 a month, to match what you're currently making in your full-time job, I would say a good buffer is three to four months of that income from your business over that time period to be like, okay, you know, my, my business is showing that consistency that I would like it to. It's bringing in that income. It's not like I made 4,000 one month and then the like for the next three months I only made $500. Like you, if you wanna have that consistency, if you wanna have that nest egg, if you want to know that your business has the stability that your full-time job does, then I would say have that three to four month overturn to really be like, okay, this is a thing, this is legit. So that's, that's the income wise piece of it. The other piece that you definitely wanna to consider too is the benefits. Um, so for me, that was not really something that I had to really consider. Um, definitely, you know, considering now more so retirement, um, definitely looking into different options in Roth IRA. So you can definitely look at that too. But as far as health insurance, something that I needed to know, you know, right off the bat, it's not like if I was carrying the health insurance, like if I left tomorrow and that lapsed, we could go without it. I was pregnant at the time. I had a little guy at home, my family, but we have been fortunate. My husband is a school counselor, so he has carried the insurance for us since we've been married, since he um, has had his job at his you know current school that he's at right now. So that was not something that I needed to factor right in. So that's also something you wanna consider too. If you are single, if you are the one that's carrying the health insurance, that's gonna have to be something that you're going to have to factor into that income. It's not impossible. I know that some people will use this as kind of a crutch to be like, well, I can't leave my full-time job because I carry the health insurance. There are options out there for you. Um, both of my families are living proof of that. My sister was carrying the health insurance for her family and her husband decided to open up his own physical therapy practice and she decided to leave her full-time job to support him in that, to help him there. So she was stepping away from health insurance. They had to look into private options to 
have health insurance and they do. Same thing with my parents. My dad has always carried the insurance for my mom, him. And then when I was younger, obviously I was on, on the family and my mom just opened up a pharmacy and my dad is going to be leaving his job to come and support her and help her run that pharmacy. So they're going to be stepping away from those health benefits, but there are definitely options out there. You just have to look to see what can I, maybe what can I afford? What is out there for me based on where I'm at, where I'm located? So don't let that be something that holds you back and keeps you from not doing this because you can find health insurance. You can find other retirement options. It's going to require a little bit of work on your end and some, again, sitting down and figuring out, okay, like if, you know, because healthcare is, you know, even if you have a job, you are paying for healthcare. You're just not technically seeing that because it comes out of your paycheck, right? And sometimes it's an easier way for us to look at it because it's like, oh, if I don't see it, like it doesn't matter. Like I remember when I was paying like union dues at my school, like I didn't see it. So it really wasn't a big deal, but you're still are paying for that. You're still paying for that. Again, you're still paying for taxes when you have your full-time job. You're just not doing the work. So even when you come and you work for yourself as a freelancer, yes, you have to pay for taxes, but you're just doing the work on the other end of that. It's just not coming out of it like it would a paycheck. So definitely consider the health benefits, you know, the retirement. Um, If you're making any extra revenue, so say you had to make $3,000 in your business to replace your income and one month, you know, you made 5K. I would bank that extra 2K and start putting it aside for to pay for those healthcare things, to maybe set a little extra aside for tax time, to set some aside to start putting into a Roth IRA. So setting aside that extra income to take into consideration the different health benefits or any of the benefits that you could be potentially walking away from leaving a full-time job. Again, you're not fully walking away from those because there are options out there for business owners. I mean, people have been entrepreneurs for a very long time. So there are ways for you to do this. Again, just going to take a little bit of work, a little bit of research on your end. That's another thing to consider. The other thing to consider, I would say too, if you're thinking about leaving your full-time job is, do you have a solid marketing plan in place to bring new clients in? So you have your clients that you have now, that's great. Um, I don't think that you should ever be at a place where you fully stop marketing your business. Maybe you're just not as aggressive at it. You know, Maybe if you're booked out now and you're like, I can't take on any more clients with the hours that I have, you are still doing something consistently day over day to let people know, hey, I'm still doing this, even if it's just showing the behind the scenes of of the clients that you're working on, because it's happened to me, it's going to happen. Like I said, there's ups and downs in businesses. There might be a time where a client decides not to renew a contract or they decide to go in a different direction or you might be like, hey, this client's no longer a fit for me. I need to let them go. Do you have a marketing plan in place that you know will help you to bring a client to replace a client, to bring new clients in? That's something that I would definitely make sure that you have that mapped out of. Here's what I'm doing week over week to make sure even if I'm fully booked out in my business that I know what I could do tomorrow to bring a new client in the door. I know that it's not going to be like me starting from ground zero to try to market my business again. I've put, I'm putting in work consistently over time to make sure that people are aware that yes, I have a business, even if I have to put people on a wait list, even if I have to reach back out to people who have inquired before when I was booked out, like make sure that you have a solid marketing plan in place and that you are still doing that even if you're at the place where you're booked out, even if you're at the place like where you're like, I want to take on more clients, but 
I can't until I take my business full time. Again, we don't want to just like have the same five clients and then never do anything else to start to plant those seeds and keep sowing those oats and keep bringing new clients in or just keeping people aware of what we're doing. So making sure that you know what is my marketing plan that I am doing every day, even if I'm completely booked out, how are people still going to know that? Tomorrow, like if I have an opening and someone's been interested that they uh, they are aware of what I am doing. And then my last little piece of advice or just something to consider, again, this might not be an option for everybody. I don't know if this would have been an option for me in the teaching field, but maybe at your school district, maybe this is something that you can consider or you know whatever position that you have, maybe this is something that could be an option for you. But can you do phase out a little bit? Can you maybe step back? Maybe your job is full-time now. Maybe you can take a part-time position. Maybe you could go virtual a few days. Is there something that you could do to slowly ease out of this position so that you can you know, still have that stability of like the paychecks coming in, but you can gain more time back in your schedule? So again, maybe if you're like, well, I wanna take on more clients, but I need more time in my day, you can start to build that up again so that as you slowly start to phase things out, with your full-time job, your business is building. So this is something that I did when I was shifting from solely just offering freelancing service to shifting into, I'm gonna create a course and I'm gonna do coaching. I slowly started to back off of the clients that I had. So at the time when I was thinking, hey, like I wanna step into this online educator space, I wanna help people grow their businesses, I was fully booked out and I knew that I didn't want to work more hours in my day. So what did I have to do? I had to decide, okay, like maybe this month I'll let go of this client. Maybe they're on my lower package. Maybe I've already, you know, raised my rates to where they feel, where I feel like they will actually pay for them. Um, I know like last time I raised my rates on, they they gave me a little bit of, of grief about it. So okay, maybe I'll let this client go and that'll free up X amount of hours per week to start to build up my course business, my coaching business. And I slowly started to do that once my course business started to bring me in more income. Again, I would slowly phase out these clients. So that's something that maybe you can do at your full-time job. Again, only you know that for your situation, but maybe this is a possibility where you can start to slowly step away from your full-time job in order to build up your business to keep it building. And then you might be at a place where you're like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm ready to fully step away from that full-time job. Again, you are going to know what's the right decision for you, but this is just some questions or just some criteria to maybe help you think, hey, you know, is this the right time? Do I have these things in place? So let me run down through the list again um, before we start to wrap things up. So the first route that you can take is to think, okay, can I get a little gritty here? Can I get a little um, scrappy and figure out what exactly do I need to bring in? Not, you know, what not necessarily what's going to match my salary, but what do I really need to live, you know, bring in so that we can live off this? If I'm ready to make the leap today, if you know circumstances have changed very drastically for me and I really do need to make that leap and step away. That's one way to look at it, very similar to what I did. Again, I'm not like saying everybody leave their jobs tomorrow, but if you if circumstances arise and that needs to happen, then sitting down and saying, what do I really realistically for right now need to bring in so that bills are paid, we can survive, get that number and write it down and work towards that. The other way that you can do it is making sure that, you know, whatever it is, the income that you need to bring in, you're making it a few months over. It's not one month you made it and then the next month you're only making a couple hundred bucks. Can you make that 
consistently month over month so that you can see, yes, like my business is working, this model is working, my clients are happy, I know uh, how to bring clients to the door and I know how to deliver my service. So I've done this a few months over, now I can start to consider that. The other thing to consider too is the benefits that come along with having a full-time job. Again, you're still paying for health insurance, you're still paying into retirement, but you don't see those things because it's coming out of your paycheck. So considering those things, any extra money that you bring in when you're trying to work up to leaving your full-time job, you can start to bank away and start to put away so that you have that nest egg of, okay, if I need to get health insurance tomorrow, if I need to start putting into a Roth IRA tomorrow, if I need to start doing, I have this nest egg here where I can start, you know, I have the money to be able to purchase health insurance for myself. I have the money to be able to put away for an retirement. I have the money to pay for my own taxes. The other thing to consider is making sure that you have a solid marketing plan in place so that you can continue to build this business. You can continue to bring clients in no matter what comes your way. Um, And then the last thing is maybe you can start to slowly phase out of your full-time job. Maybe you can go part-time. Maybe you can work a couple days from home so that you have more time to ramp up your business. Again, you know what's the right decision for you. You know when it's going to be the right time, but this will give you those guidelines. If you are really like uncertain about it or you don't know, or you are someone who likes to check the boxes and say like, yep, I've got this in place. I've got this in place. Okay, I've got permission. Now I can walk away again. You don't need permission from anybody but yourself and you know what's going to be best for you and your family, but I hope this will help to guide you to make the decision that's right for you where you are at. This is a little bit longer than than a solo episode that I usually do. I try to keep them under 20 minutes, but I know that this, I think, will really help you to make that decision moving forward. So I hope that you've enjoyed sticking with me through this episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, please go ahead, leave us a review either on Apple or on Spotify. We so appreciate that. It helps us and supports us so much and it keeps us showing up for this free content week after week. So hope you have a great day and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.